Our readings today on this 16th Sunday of Ordinary Time are about leadership, something that is sorely lacking in our culture, and we seem to be in crisis with respect to leadership, whether at a governmental level with certain politicians, or at the corporate world, or in the church even. And the results can be catastrophic, especially with our people and our young people who now find it very difficult to trust authority. And that is a big problem when we live in a world that's filled with confusion and uncertainty, and we need good leaders. So today, the readings really address this issue. It's not a new problem, as we heard in the first reading from the prophet Jeremiah, who wrote 2,500 years ago, at a time when Israel was in crisis. The northern ten tribes had been conquered by Assyria, scattered to the winds, and now Babylon, under King Nebuchadnezzar, was going to attack the southern two tribes, and so they were in crisis. But unfortunately, their leaders in Israel made things worse because they were promoting idolatry and injustice, ultimately turning away from the very law that God had given Moses on Mount Sinai. Sin, as we know from personal experience, always compromises us. But when it permeates the culture on a structural level, systematically, a nation cannot stand. And that's what happened to Israel. They did not repent. Their leadership was compromised, and Babylon conquered the southern two tribes, destroyed the temple, brought all the people into captivity, all as a result of poor leadership. Fortunately, we have Jeremiah in the first reading, prophesying that there would come a time when God would raise up for David a king who would deal wisely with righteousness and execute justice in the land. And this is fulfilled in Christ, as we know, who teaches authentic leadership to his apostles. So let's listen in and see what we can learn, because we're all leaders in a sense, whether it's in our family or maybe at work or in the community. Even over our own passions, we're called to exercise authority. Let's look at the definition of authority. There's basically two types. The first is what's called bureaucratic. And that's the authority that's granted to an official once they are elected to an office. For example, a mayor, once sworn in, is given authority. It comes with the title, but it's derivative. It's not from his person, it's given to him from the outside. But the other type of authority, and the one we really want to key in, is what we call charismatic authority, intrinsic to the person, to the character of the person. It's not deflective, it's not derivative, it comes from within. And we know many people down through history who had no office, but had great authority. This is how Jesus is trying to form his apostles, and he begins by saying to them, come away from all of your busyness, because they've been out in ministry, for a time of solitude. And that's an important first step, because in solitude we have time to pray, we have time to be with the Lord. And when we do, we're built up. Jesus sets the example because we know from reading the Gospels, he oftentimes goes away for long periods in solitude with his Father, especially before making important decisions. Even at the beginning, before he started his ministry, what did he do? Right after his baptism, he goes into the desert for 40 days by himself. 
and he's praying. He's with his father. He's in communion. Now the devil thinks that this is a very weak person. They've been fasting for 40 days, 40 nights. They're now going to be susceptible to temptation. And so the devil tempts Jesus in those three ways. But the devil forgot or didn't understand that Jesus was in communion with his father. So even in his human nature, his charismatic authority was powerful and Satan was defeated. And that began the new covenant, the new Adam. The lesson is being with God in prayer builds us up, solidifies our character. Simply put, authentic leadership is rooted in prayer. We know that. In the second reading, we see another aspect of authentic leadership, and that is to be a peacemaker, building bridges, bringing people together, reconciling them. Jesus accomplished it first through his teaching, the Sermon on the Mount. He expands the Old Testament concept of loving neighbor to include people outside the covenant, even going so far as to say, love your enemies and do good to those who persecute you. More important, he lived it out because he went to the cross for all people, sacrificing his life. How do we enter into this type of leadership is the question. First of all, be willing to serve. Don't seek first place or recognition or honors, but humble ourselves, being least and last. That's called servant leadership. Jesus says, I have not come to be served, but to serve and give my life as a ransom. It's the inversion principle of Christianity when things are turned upside down. You want to be great? Be a servant. You want to be first? Be last. The apostles had to learn this the hard way. When Jesus was going toward Jerusalem for the last time to be crucified, what were the apostles doing? They were arguing among themselves who was the greatest. Jesus turns and says, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority are called benefactors, but not so with you. On the contrary, he who is greatest must be the youngest, and he who governs is the one who serves. And then he paints this wonderful picture at the Last Supper. The night before he dies, he gets up from table, puts a towel around him, and washes his disciples' feet. Beautiful. One of the real concerns for today in contemporary leadership is what's called the hubris syndrome. That's when a person thinks they're just so great, they're so better than anyone else, they've got all the answers. They look down upon the world and others, and they exercise power for themselves. Again, nothing new, even with the apostles. James and John didn't really like Samaritans, and when they were turned down, for some accommodations in Samaritan territory, they asked Jesus, Lord, should we call down fire from heaven and destroy them? And Jesus rebukes them, calls them sons of thunder, which is not really a great title for a peacemaker. The final lesson is found in today's responsorial song, the Good Shepherd, who leads the sheep on the right path to green pastures beside quiet waters. So a good leader knows where they are going, and this requires discernment, which brings us back to prayer, where it all starts. 
when we pray and ask God to help us to lead, he will give us those gifts and we will lead others and ourselves to those green pastures. Even though we have to suffer as we are today in many ways and go through the valley of the shadow of death, we're called to be good leaders. We have many examples in the culture and you know them, but they all had these things in common. Nelson Mandela spent decades in prison. He was in solitary confinement. When he gets out, he explains what happened there. He grew in his character. He was an angry man going into prison. He came out a changed man. He was a leader, authentic. He grew. He was a man of faith, but he spent that time productively. And he led a nation in conflict, South Africa. He was a man of peace. Mahatma Gandhi was another example of someone who instantiated these principles. He was a man of peace, great visionary, spent a lot of time meditating. And another example, of course, Dr. Martin Luther King, who also was a peacemaker, a great student of the Bible, a man of prayer. He led great change in a time of turbulence. What did they all have in common? They imitated Jesus, even to the point of giving their lives, because they all were killed. We're called to be leaders, servant leaders. And as we enter into this family of parishes, we're called to think about others, even the other parishes, as our brothers and sisters, and to come together and learn about each other and their stories and be willing to share and really be excited about the faith and what God is doing at this time of turbulence. He's given us the example. He's given us the Spirit. We're about to receive the Eucharist, which is the Sacrament of Communion. Let us come together and say, Lord, I'm ready to serve. Help me with your spirit.